This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 221 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey, Philip, you are our producer tonight, too. I'm so proud of you. Again, that you, can you do know, this. I'm getting pretty good at it. So, I know. Uh, it's just me and Reese, everybody, uh, yep. but we got a great show, and uh, it's going to be good. We so, do. Yeah, first of all, Reese, how's it going? <laughs> oh, well, you know. I had a great show this weekend. We took five horses to the yeah. show, and Philip already knows. Yeah. But everybody, I, you know, I always talk about my sweet Denali, and he was high point on Saturday and Sunday. He was high point of the show, 73.4 on Saturday, and he got a 78.4 on Sunday. So I was pretty proud, Mama. Not going to oh, lie. That's it. Oh, yeah, well, Reese, yeah. I have to tell you, I had a, I had a student at a, at a bronze level show this, this week and score 80%. So I'm not sure what you're doing. Thank you, Philip. Thanks for, thanks for <laughs> raining on my parade, man. Well, you're not even high point between the two of us. Well, it wasn't me, I guess. I didn't show, but. This is true. Well, congratulations pretty, yeah. to your student. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, that was and, uh, Carla Royston. That's, I think I can, I'm pretty proud of her because she works very hard. Yeah. And, uh, um, she was doing training level tests one and two and got a, 79 and an 80. So. Woohoo! Good yeah. girl. Well, it's a pretty great feeling to see that. And it was cute because my, my student said, uh, okay, when are you going to move them up? And I was like, I really hope that I'm actually going to make the national finals on them. And then I will move him up. But That's uh, right. you yes. got to go for the big show, right? Yeah, it's in our backyard, 10 minutes from where he was born. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we've, we've got another show in a couple of weeks, and then we go to the regional finals. So uh, he's four years old. It's, you know, if he's, he's just, I'm really proud. You know, it's, we've been very systematic about, um, uh, you know, showing. And as you guys know, it's been uh, from calling to our friends in the warm-up ring. Uh, he did that at his first show for the whole yeah. test. Awesome. Uh, so I was. Uh, so it's been a long season with him, and I've enjoyed it. He's he's a good boy, and he's fun. But it was really fun this weekend. And uh, Winnie did her uh, third and fourth St. George, and she got a sixty six and point seven and a sixty five point something. So she she's also doing a good St. George. So it's nice, you know. As we all know, we all work hard, and and trainers work hard too. And and we have goals on our horses and. Um, that was pretty exciting. And then my other mare qualified for regionals and she was awesome as well. She got a 69%, uh, training level, uh, actually first level test three. So, uh, so we had a great weekend. So it was a job. lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot job. of fun. So, yeah, and Philip, yeah. how about you got, you, you had almost an 80%. That's pretty awesome. Your student this weekend. <laughs> yeah, some of the students, awesome. you know, just achieving their own goals and, you know, lots of scores, and it's just it's just been super busy. I, you know, I wasn't kidding when I said we have a show every single weekend. So, you know, we're just getting over that one, and then uh, riding horses, preparing uh, a couple of different horses to uh, to go this next weekend to another show. So, I will be debuting a horse at his first uh, precinct George. So, um, yeah, you know, cross our fingers. For it's that. pretty awesome to wear that tailcoat. I have to say, yeah, every time it's a I change. Put that yeah, baby I mean, on. we're always going for that, right? To be able yeah. to. Pretty awesome. Up and uh, he's doing a pretty good job. He's still kind of green at the level. So, uh, you know, we just want to get him out before the end of the season, just uh, kind of see how he does. And, uh, sure. You know, you and then next year, yeah, it. then next year will be our real, you know, year at that level. And, you know, maybe even do a couple of CDIs, something like that. So, yeah. um, you know, we could, yeah, like you said, lots of goals to work towards and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, crossing our fingers for good weather and just success in the ring. And it's been busy, but it's been fun. So, uh, yeah, you know? that's really stressful, you know, because our season, you know, our horses have been going since Florida. My guys, Denali, did you know, did his first show in Florida. So, you know, they – but we, we can space them out, which is quite nice. You know, yeah. my horses actually haven't gone to a show since June. So um, I think we were all ready and then we have uh, – we had this one and then we have a, our local championship show and then we have the regional championship show and hopefully all my horses make it to the national, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll just see how that goes. And so we have – we're actually kind of – just gearing back up again. We have two more shows to go to. Uh, and then Cassie goes to the national finals, the festival of champions here. So yeah, it's going to be a busy couple weeks. So, uh, should be fun though. Go, go, so. go. Yeah. Well, I mean, for yeah. us, it's just, you know, like this is kind of, 
you know, we're going and then it's going to be nothing, right? So, uh, I, you know, I kind of like this time of year because we're, we're busy and then, uh, and then, you know, you get into September and the weather starts to change. So, yeah, you know, for I just, just kind of think, okay, let's, I, I want to be summer forever. I want to be August forever. So I'm not going to yeah. complain <laughs> about how busy we are. It's just, just going to be good. So, okay. uh, so what Philip, we, what's in the news? Well, um, there was some news about the Florida, California circuits. Uh, Florida has seven CDIs in Palm Beach, including four World Cup events, a CDI four-star, a five-star, and a CDIO Nations Cup. And then there will be three major competitions in California. So six of the seven Florida CDIs are at the Global Dressage Festival's multi-million dollar stadium that is part of the Palm Beach International Equestrian Center complex. You've been there. I've, I've seen it. So that's yep. a big complex they spend a lot of money on. And now almost all the shows will be there. Um, the Florida Circuit is going to offer at least $275,000 in prize money and yeah. dovetails with the Winter Equestrian Fe- Festival of 12 weeks of jumper and hunter competitions. Um, lots of horses, lots of riders in Florida, and now maybe a little bit of money for um, yeah. for dressage. So Thanks. that would be good. The Thanks. CDI Five Star has been scheduled as the same week as the jumping CSI Five Star as as the grand finale of both the GDF and and WEF or WEF um, the last week in March. So that's really exciting because that makes yes. the CDIO, and that's uh, I think that's the first one out of out of Europe, right? To have Is both. it? Oh, you know, I don't know, but I would encourage everyone. This is the time of year where uh w- if you haven't been to Wellington, um it's certainly a place to go and it's really a happening and it's really something it's really to fun. see. Yeah. Yeah, it's and really fun jumping, and that weekend. Massage, yep. polo. Polo, yeah. And the weather's I mean, usually nice and beautiful <laughs> while yeah. it's gross up north. Um <laughs> It's really something to see and something to do. So I would encourage everyone, it, you know, kind of if you can start planning now, as we all do, um, it's it's worth the time and effort. You know, you can go, you can fly, uh, you can really fly to West Palm, uh, Fort Lauderdale, or Miami. Miami's a little bit further away, but you can fly for sure to West Palm or Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale is about an hour, um, and you can get some decent flights, and and it's worth going, and it's yeah, it's I fun. Mean, you just take it all in, right? So there's, yep. I mean, as usual, lots of competitions. The only bad news is the World Dressage Masters Palm Beach has been dropped. Um, yeah, that's been going on the last five years, and uh, you know, it was a big show, had some big money, and uh, a lot of European riders that came over for it. Um, so that's a bit of a shame, I guess, for this. That is a shame. It was it was really a fun event. So hopefully, you know, these other uh, other CDIs will kind of take take the the place. But the Masters was a really fun event, and that is a, a kind of a bummer that that got. Um, well, I guess it's just a case of kind of you know all these shows going on. I mean, you have to pick and choose which ones you're going to host, and uh, you know, you got to host the most popular ones. And I'm sure there's some politics that I, that we don't understand that's in there with that. I'm sure. So. Yeah. 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 You know, For sure. What can you do? But it looks like you know lots of prize money, lots of great shows, and uh, and will be exciting. So uh, maybe I'll see you down there, Reese. We're gonna go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have a party. Anybody wants to join us, that would be great. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we have a fabulous show today. We have Charlotte Yorst, who went to the Young Horse National. Oh, I'm sorry, World Championships. She's going to be on the show today. And then we have we have not done a USDF update in a while. So Kathy Robertson and Cindy Vimont from the USDF are going to come on and tell us just a little bit about what's sort of happening and and what are some things that we should get on our schedule um, to get up here. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So uh, right after this commercial break, we will hear from Charlotte Yorst about her experience in Europe in the last month or so. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay and some get a few handfuls of grain a day. And most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 
70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, in a natural form, so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, it is truly my pleasure to have Charlotte Yorst, who was our U.S. uh, Young Horse representative at the Young Horse World Championships a few weeks ago here on the show. Charlotte, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, we are as well. Charlotte, can you start to tell us a little bit about how you got into dressage and, and sort of how you got to this point in your career, which is amazing? Oh well, um, you know I've always um, I've always worked really hard, and then um, last year my husband and I we we had a company that we had built together and we sold it, and um, then I just decided to pursue a dream. I've always had a dream of getting to the Olympics, and um, and uh, I decided to that this was the time in my life where I wanted to do that. So I went to Holland and I bought two amazing horses. And one of them was Vitalis, and then I just started riding really hard and working really, really hard at it. And the next thing I knew was that I was qualified for the World Championship. So it was just amazing. It's been a fantastic journey. So Charlotte, tell us a little bit about Vitalis and how you came to how you came to own him, and and what kind of a horse is he? What is he like? He, um, you know, I, I, um, I'd heard about him for a while. I heard he was, but he was um, leased out to the Westphalian um, uh, thing, and um, and then I, um, and so I couldn't really buy him because when they're leased out, you can't buy them. So I was, uh, I, uh, I once I was in Denmark, and then we were going to go to Africa, and on the way to Africa, we we're stopping in Amsterdam. So I actually went and tried him on that stopover in Amsterdam and I just loved him. He's just very, very kind and sweet and just always willing and wonderful. And I, um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that I could even come in contention for a horse like that. It was really fun too, because he was standing at Edfeld Giles and, um, Hans Peter Munderhausen's place. And when I came, um, I didn't have any riding clothes on because I was going to go to Africa. So I couldn't, carry all that to Africa with me. So I rode in my um, regular shoes and jeans, and they thought I was some kind of complete freak. <laughs> so yeah, really there was a, a few laughs about that, I guess. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. They thought I was crazy. They're like, are you going to go uh, change? And I'm like, no, I really like, I like riding in my regular clothes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. I like it. And they just looked at me that, and they had just returned from the Olympics. They were literally coming out of the trailer from the Olympics and everything was like gold covered at the top barn. And there I was in my jeans and my regular shoes. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, Charlotte, tell us about your other horse that you have. Then I bought the same trip. I bought um, a black feral horse that's called Adventure, and he's after Special D. And he's also just so much fun. He has the longest eyelashes in the world. And um, and he's just a sweetheart. And I'm actually doing the Pre-St. George Championship on him this weekend in Chicago as well, along alongside Vitalis. So uh, so he's just been a phenomenal horse. He was a little bit nervous when I first got him, 
but um, he's just such a mental match for me. So even if he's a little hot, you know, we just work out super well together. So it's been so much fun with him. It's it's just been the the best. It's been the best adventure ever. Sounds wonderful. Now t- tell us a little bit about you know from the point that Vitalis. Um, got into America and qualifying for, I mean, did you have that goal of going to the World Young Horse Championships in mind when when you imported him? You know, I didn't, I it wasn't that specific when I first imported him, and I just really, I, you know, I've always been an adult amateur rider. I've, my main thing has always been to sit in an office, so for me, it was if I could even make it to Chicago this year, I would be, I would have been so happy. So the, the Verdon goal was kind of out there uh, really far, but then, um, and, and so I, I, I went to these qualifications and then, um, I went to one and Scott Hasner, he said to me, you just, you just gotta get out there and, and do it and just ride the, ride the test and see if you can qualify yourself for Flint Ridge. And then, don't do any more, just go home and make sure he peaks at Flintridge. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I wrote a qualification. It was earlier in Burbank and I qualified for Flintridge and then I did exactly what he told me. I just, um, I just, you know, trained and trained and trained and then, but it's kind of hard to do because you don't really know what you have, especially because I never have done it before. So it was, it was a little bit intimidating to do it that way because I've I've only been in the ring a very few times with him. But uh, but it, it kind of it just kind of worked out for me that way. And then when I did the qualification in Flintridge, obviously it was he was very good at that point. Then he was just you know really going well. Absolutely. So what happened, sort of Charlotte, for all of us between Flintridge and and going to the uh, World Young Horse Championships? Then I just I just went back home and trained, and it's been the hottest summer ever in Reno. So it was like 100 <laughs> degrees every day. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god! And uh, and then, but I just I kind of just worked it, and then um, I uh, I called Stefan Peters, and I went down for a few days and trained with him for three days, right before I left, and then um, Vitalis flew out of uh, of Stefan Peters' barn. And I left Adventure there with Stefan. He was kind enough to help me. And um, and then we, we went over there and started working And while Adventure was working with Stefan. And then we just flew home together, and I met Adventure here in Chicago. So it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's yes, been just that's... traveling all around. Now, how, how much <laughs> earlier than the show did you, did you, where did you fly to, Germany? And then uh, I flew into yes into Amsterdam, and we and we came about ten days prior, and we had actually locked out. Um, there was just, just all these people that have been helping me. It's been so much fun, um, and uh, this guy found a barn right across the street from the actual showgrounds um, that we were stapling at. So I was right across the showgrounds the whole time, and I could actually ride on the showgrounds for the entire ten days before oh, the wow. show. That's a that's a huge yeah, advantage. That, that's yeah. huge. It was a huge event, and it was so great. And I rented a bike, so I was biking back and forth from my. So I felt so at home because you know I'm from Denmark, so um, so so that's what I always did as a kid. So I felt so at home and so comfortable. It was wonderful. Wow. Wow, that really is quite a whirlwind. So tell us all about the horse show. We hear such wonderful things about the show. Tell us what it was like to be there and be a part of the show. It was so much fun, and what I enjoyed the most was all the um, all the other nations. That was just everybody was so supportive of each other, and um, you know the Dutch people were so supportive of Vitalis because he came from there. And then I had all the German people rooting for me too because he had been breeding in Vestalia in Germany. So it was just a very it was a great group of supportive people and. And people that were just riding really well, and and wonderful, beautiful horses, and it was just it was just really, really, really fun to see and be a part of, and 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 everybody was just so friendly and nice and 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 fun. It was just great. And then I had a whole group of Danes too, and you know I am from Denmark, so I had dinner with them one night. So I kind of breached all the nations. It was really it was really great. <laughs> so show <laughs> tell know, us. About that ring. We're from there. Yeah, no, that oh, ring. Oh, the ring. Oh, God. So, 
intimidating. The young it, horse ring, eh? Yeah, and especially in the yeah, finals, was, I guess. There huh? were so many people. There were so many people there. It was crazy. But, you know, it was actually, it was actually okay. I just kind of, in the beginning, I couldn't figure out anything in terms of the, because all the letters looked different and the way the rings were set up were kind of opposite for me in some way. I don't know why. It just felt all backwards. So it took me forever to learn the, the test, you know, in that way. It was just weird because it was so different for me. But uh, but then after then I actually worked it out and um, and then I had a really good first ride and, and a little bit less a good second ride, so um, I was very happy and and I think we uh, we put the United States on the map a little bit I think and I think we can we can do well as a nation I think we definitely have a point of difference to offer. Well, I think there's great. some wonderful, yeah. I mean, there's some wonderful training that goes on in uh, in North America as well. It's just. I think there's a you know just not as many horses to be available to uh to the trainers that uh that they get a hold of and and can go because there's lots of good horses that have gone from the US to the world uh young horse championships it's just maybe not every year they send you know really you know superstars so that's I think that's a little bit the trouble the volume of horses was there was there anything about the show that you weren't expecting that kind of came up and uh surprised you Really? You were well prepared no, I, then, I, yeah. I, I was just—it's just fun to see how how I think I learned a ton just watching the other people ride and how they ride and you know where where you as a rider and and a person can make a difference and um, and but I don't I don't there wasn't really anything um, other than just the the friendliness and the camaraderie I I didn't expect quite as much and the, the also the joy of of horses you know a lot of Times she goes to shows and and people are, are I, I mean they look like they're kind of suffering and they don't really enjoy and I still felt that people were enjoying themselves and enjoying all these beautiful young horses here it was fun there was lots of beer involved and you know the German sausages and so people just had a good time and the whole show was set up around just having a good time there was food everywhere and I think we could definitely learn a little bit from that not taking things so seriously. Oh, that's so good to hear. It, it it looks like a blast. It's certainly, we've, Philip and I have talked about it, that it's sort of on our bucket list to go. It looks just like an amazing event. So Charlotte, tell us a little bit about what's happening with um, being in Chicago. What's what's the plan for this week? The plan for this week, I'm, uh, I'm getting ready. You know, I'm just going to get them on, on stiffened and then uh, from the, all the traveling and then I'm, uh, I, I think I do a couple of warm-up classes, like a pre-St. George and Adventure and one. I don't even know if I'm going to do anything in Vitalis. And then I'll just do the, the two tests again on Friday and on Sunday, the, um, you know, the, the preliminary and the finale test. And then on Sunday, I have the finale on um, the final test on, uh, on Adventure in the pre-St. George. So that will be so much fun too. I'm so excited. I went to this lamplight facility and it is beautiful. So it's been really fun uh, to to ride around there. I came really, really late from Germany on Saturday night and I rode them both in the dark. Oh, and they really? were so excited oh. to be out and be there. And <laughs> they were, they were, they were, it was completely pitch dark. And I just took them out and, and rode them for 15 minutes. They were so excited to be there oh. and that I was coming. They always, they always get so excited when, when they see me. So it's, it's just fun. Oh, that's a nice feeling. That's really fun. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Now, I have a question yeah. about Vitalis. Are you offering him to breeders? Is he still breeding or is that uh, not something that you're interested in doing? You know, I'd love to do it, and I obviously get so many requests, especially from all these um, breeders in, in in Holland now, because all his foals are so fantastic. They're just coming out, and they are the sweetest thing in the world and so beautiful. But, um, but you know, it, it's very hard to combine with uh, training so hard, So uh, because he doesn't really eat, and he gets a little nervous. You'd think it would be different, you know, yeah. but it isn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, you'd think he'd relax a little bit, but yeah. he doesn't. He gets nervous from it. Oh, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, I know. So I don't want to push him too hard. So I, I'm just keeping it, taking a break from it right now. And then, yeah. 
you know, maybe later on. He, his clothes are best just darling. I want to uh, buy yeah, a I think they're really Oh, popular. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Well, Charlotte. Yeah, we went, we no, went was... to a fall auction when I was oh. in, in uh, Germany, and there was like 25 bowls of guitars. Really? And, oh, did uh, you not? Also did you buy one? I, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to buy all 25, oh, but I don't think yeah. my husband would have lost them. <laughs> <laughs> I have that problem, too. My husband, he doesn't understand all the horses. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all go through that as well. I think if my husband thought I was going to buy 25 foals, he would be like, are you kidding me? He could have <laughs> so, a heart attack. I'm surprised you didn't buy one. I would have at least bought one. Yeah. But I wanted it so badly. I wanted it. And then I, I went and took a picture of a little foal of Italians. And uh, and this guy, this older guy came by and he said, did you buy that one? I said, no, but I own the dad. And he looked at me and he said, oh, my gosh, I have seven folds after Vitalis. I just love that horse. So it was just stuff like that that came up all the time. It was really fun. That's really special. Yeah, that's nice. You know? oh. It really well, was. It was very, a very special trip. Well, Charlotte, we wish you all the best in Chicago, and we hope to have you back on as the winner in a couple weeks. But we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful trip. And please stay in touch with us here at the Dressage Radio Show. We would love to have you on again. Oh, my gosh. You guys are the best. And thank you so much for all the support and everything. And I and follow me on Facebook because I have the, these absurd updates. So we could, uh, we could definitely be fun. for it's, it's always fun to follow. Ah, super. Right. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much. Well, wow, Philip. I just enjoyed that interview with Charlotte. She is so cute. And we really wish fun. her. Yeah. Oh, we wish her all the best. And I just think she has the best attitude about her wonderful horses and, and the opportunities that they've given her. So we wish her all the best in all the competitors uh, this week at the Young Horse Finals. And of course, we will be uh, on top of uh, talking with some people who are there. So looking forward to that. And after this commercial break, we will talk with Cindy Vimont and Kathy Robertson from USDF and hear about what's going on at USDF that's new this coming fall. Glenda Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the EquiSketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. EquiSketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships, and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad, and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for EquiSketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to EquiSketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. EquiSketch.com. Well, I am very excited to have this evening Cindy Vimont, USDF Senior Director of Member Programs, and Kathy Robertson, USDF Education Program Senior Coordinator, on the show today to uh, update us what's happening at USDF. We haven't had an update since the winter, so um, I am looking forward to the update, ladies. Can you guys uh, get us started? Well, sure, we sure can, and we are excited to be here. I know, like you said, it's been a while since we have had um, any kind of an update from USDF, and um, we have a pretty busy fall ahead of us. Um, we are going to be starting this fall with um, our inaugural USDF Sport Horse Prospect Development Forum, which is presented by Dressage of Devon. Supported by Hassler Dressage and is being hosted by NIDA. And we are very excited about that program. It's been a long time in the making. Our presenters for that um, forum are Scott Hassler and Ingo Pape. And we're going to be doing that at Apple Knoll Farm in Millis, uh, Massachusetts. 
Um, I know Maurice and Philip, you both attended um, Scott's Young Young Horse Trainer Symposium, correct? Yeah, yes, that's where we met. That's our that's, that's exactly. <laughs> and we've seen Ingo, Ingo, and Scott several times. Ingo is now he comes almost every year for what for the last five or six years. Yeah, I'm sure maybe. I think yeah, this year he, will be our ninth one. So yeah. They are amazing group and their amazing partnership. And they've done, like Philip said, they've done nine symposiums or something together with our group. So this is, I think, the first USDF group and they are super together. So, Kathy, how do we find more information out or if, if people want to ride or how does that work? Well, the participants for the forum have already been selected, but if people want to audit, um, pre-registration closes on August 30th. And they can go to our website to um, get the pre-registration information. Um, but we will be taking registrations at the door as well. So um, they don't have to pre-register. They can come um, that morning, and um, that's on September 14th and 15th. Good. Can you tell us a little bit about the focus of this thing and how it came about? Well, it was developed by our Sport Horse Committee, and the goal behind it really is to start to provide um, the correct fundamental system for starting sport horse prospects. Um, we're really intending for breeders, owners, trainers um, to come to this particular forum, and we're hoping again to develop a consistent training foundation for all sport horse prospects. And in addition to that, we're hoping that it's going to bridge the gap between the current USDF in-hand program and the USEF Young Horse program. If the target for this forum is three-year-olds. I think that's great. I mean, I think that's always the question of what do you do with a three-year-old? And um, before I started attending the Young Horse Symposium with Scott and Ingo, I honestly didn't know. I mean, I just was like, okay, here's this this thing. You and just get on. Yeah, you just get on it, but it's, there's a lot of things that, that should happen and that they should know. So I am so very excited to hear what happens through this symposium. Um, so I can't yeah, wait. I can't know, wait. We have two of the best people in the world coming to show us how to get those three-year-olds started. Agreed. Absolutely. They by far, and, and they really have helped me personally a lot uh, with how and, and, and how to have a system. I didn't never had a system before I started going nine years ago uh, to deal with three-year-olds. And, and how do you find out if your horse is sort of ready to go or not ready to go or what should they be doing? So uh, I am I'm really looking forward. So, Cindy, what, what are some other things that are happening at, at USDF these days? Well, probably the biggest planning uh, activity we have now is our U.S. Dressage Finals, which um, the first one is happening in November, um, and the date is the 7th through the 10th of November. Uh, this is uh, a first for USDF, and we're very excited that we are now able to offer a championship for predominantly the, the uh, adult amateur population. And uh, this is just going to give a great opportunity for adult amateurs to come head-to-head -head for uh, one great national championship. Now, it's not being called a national championship because USEF already has what's considered the Dressage National Championships, um, which is called their Festival of Champions. So this uh, event is actually called the U.S. Dressage Finals. It is... Um, in conjunction with USDF that we're putting this on, but USDF is actually the organizer for the event. So this is a new territory for USDF, both from our uh, volunteer side and, and our um, staff side as well. So there's an awful lot of planning going on for this event right now. But I did want to talk a little bit about it because we have some very critical deadlines coming up for any of the listeners who think they might be interested in uh, being involved in the championships. Um, the, uh, the, there is a declaration that's required to be made there, that does not include a fee, but one must declare for the intent to participate in this uh, by the closing date of their regional championship, and those closing dates are fast approaching. So this is a, a very critical timeline. I just wanted to let everybody know that listening that if they have any questions about it, might be interested but just don't know very much about it, they should go to our website 
and find out more details, or of course they can call the office. And it's very easy to de- to declare. I, I that was one of the things I wanted to make clear because I didn't really understand that. And one of my students uh, sent me the link and said, "Hey, by the way, um, you need to declare. It's very simple to do, but." And it took, oh, I don't know. I declared all three of my horses that I'm riding at the regional finals um, because there is a professional component, an open component as well to the nationals. It, yeah. Am I correct? Just checking. Yeah. So um, so you just go on the website. It's very easy, but you have to put in the horses that you're riding and the levels in which you're trying to compete at. Um, so don't forget that. And Cindy, can you tell us what is the website address that our listeners go to? Yes, you can either access it through our main website, which is uh, usdf.org, or you can go to usdressagefinals.org. Either way, you'll get to the same place. Yep, and then I printed out just my just to say, yep, I did it. I, I have it in my email, and I have it printed out because that would be a that would be a problem if you did. So, okay, so we've done our letter of intent. We've entered our regional finals. Then what happens next? For a competitor. Okay, um, good question, and it all revolves around the, re- the nine regional championships. Um, any U.S. citizen who participates in the regional championships who finishes first or second in a class that's being offered at the U.S. Dressage Finals, which not all the regional championship classes are going to be offered at the, at the finals. For instance, some of the youth divisions won't be offered at the U.S. Dressage Finals because here again, this is an adult amateur and open competition, at least this year. So um, you finish first or second, you've already declared, and you automatically get an invitation to participate at the U.S. Dressage Finals provided you have achieved the required uh, percentage uh, to participate, which all that information is on the website. Um, in addition to the first and second, uh, we are providing a wild card option, which is a specific score that you achieve in the championship class. If it's high enough, and again, we have those scores uh, posted on the website, if your score is high enough to uh, get a wild card, then you wouldn't necessarily need to have declared in advance. So it's for that person who performs very well at the regional championships, maybe wasn't planning on going to the U.S. Dressage Finals, but after a good show at the um, at the regionals, but maybe not first or second, uh, but you get a good score, then you would be able to attend the U.S. Dressage Finals. So anyone that achieved a good score uh, in the championship classes could get a wild card invitation. Uh, without necessarily having to declare in advance. So this is kind of an option for, for instance, there's oftentimes regions, uh, very strong regions where the scores are very high and very close, and first and second um, is right up there, but maybe, you know, there's lots of people in the class placed all the way down who have really excellent scores. So this gives an, an opportunity for high-scoring high horse-rider combinations to also attend the U.S. Dressage Finals. Well, I have my fingers crossed that I get to attend with my guys. So fingers crossed. Um, so, that would okay. be great because it's in your backyard. So I know. That would be super great. <laughs> it's so very close to our house. We could almost ride there. They'd be pretty tired, but they could make it. <laughs> so, um, so is there anything once you sort of get in that one and two range that you have to do at the horse show? Well, yes, and thanks for asking that. The next critical move for those first and second place horses up through fifth place horse is they would have to nominate, um, and that requires a fee, and the nomination fee is equivalent to your class entry fee. If you attend the finals, that fee that you pay goes actually towards your entry fees. So, for instance, if, you, um, if you're first in training level one, or I'm sorry, training level class, and you have already declared and you go online after your, your class, you nominate, you pay $100, which is actually the class fee, 
And then if uh, all goes well and all your memberships are in place and, and uh, your score is, is a good score, then your fee that you pay for your nomination goes towards your entry fee. So there's really not, you're going to the finals, the nomination fee is kind of a, an early pre-entry fee, if you will. Now, if first and second decide for some reason that they can't attend or are unable to attend or just simply don't want to, then the, um, the system goes down through fifth place. And again, um, you know, third place has the next option to go, fourth place has the next option to go, and fifth place on down the line. Now, all those folks, first through fifth, must have paid their nomination fee within the 48 hours of the close of the championship in order to still be in the running to attend the U.S. Dressage Finals. Okay, now, that so, probably sounds super complicated. Yeah. So <laughs> if there's it's, a way I can clarify any of it, Reese, you, you could probably ask some questions that might sure. help the listeners. But. Absolutely. So, so okay, let's say, you know, our Region 2 finals, That's it's in Chicago. We're going, it's the weekend of the 20th of September. So you need to have the closing date is, now all the closing dates for the regions are different, but this is for our region. You have right. to do your, you have to go on the website, the U.S. Dressage Finals website, and do your letter of intent. Then Correct. you get to the finals and you place within the top five you need to go on the website. So let's say the, the show ends on Sunday. It sounds like you have till Tuesday night to go onto the website and make sure you pay your nomination fee. Is that? That's correct. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad easy, I understood. Easy, Now I can yeah, do it. Yeah, I was, I was confused <laughs> too. So that's why we had you on the show because it was really confusing. I have to be honest, for all my competitors, I hope you're not listening because I want to make sure I go. But it is a very confusing kind of time. You know, it's a confusing, especially it's the first time that we've all gone through it. So right. you need to do your letter of intent now. Then you go to the finals and hopefully everybody gets in the top five. And once you're in the top five, then you go on the website, which I'm sure will be, there will be a poster and information once you get to the show. But before the show ends on Sunday, you need to have it done on Tuesday evening. You need to have your money in so that you can make it to the final cut. Just do it on Monday. Yeah, do it on Monday when you get home or, or whatever you need. So that's sort of you know, where we are. But if you have any questions, everybody at USDF is super easy to work with. And I'm sure that they would love to answer your question, but make sure you do that letter of intent. I think that's, what's going to get people is, um, they're going to forget that right now, but do it when you enter your regionals, just do it as you're sitting in the office. I've got to do that this evening myself is sit and do all the paperwork, make sure you get all that done. So, uh, no, but Cindy, I'm really glad you clarified that for all of us because it is the first time and it's a little bit on the confusing side. Um, So some people may wonder, some people may wonder if you're, um, you're fifth and you've paid your, your um, nomination fee, but let's say first and second decide they're going, um, you would get a refund. Okay, good. You pay... Um, if you're further on down in the placings and, and the others in front of you decide to go, you will be refunded your nomination fee. Ah, super. Great. That's a, that's a good one, too. Excellent. Well, Kathy, can you tell us some other things that are going on in USDF? I know it's a really busy fall and winter season as well. It's a very busy time. Um, we are going to be um, kicking off our Junior Young Rider Clinic Series this fall. Um, we have clinics in September, October, and November, um, and our clinicians for those are going to be George Williams and Jeremy Steinberg, and again, you can go to the website and get the dates and the locations and what clinician is where um, for those clinics, and those clinics, as a rider, they're open to um, the youth who are 14 to 21, but they are open to auditors of any age. So we really encourage, you know, people to come and watch and learn from some of these clinicians that are out there doing these clinics. Um, we also have our adult clinic series going on with Hilda Gurney. We've got two clinics in the fall, both in October and November, and those are going to be going on in 2014 as well. Again, you can go to the website and get that information on those dates and locations. And, of course, you know, we've got um, our trainers conference with um uh, Stephen Peters and Scott Hassler in January in Florida, kind of our big event. 
But the other big educational thing that's coming up is our Adequate USDF annual convention that's going to be in December. We've got quite a lineup of educational speakers that include um, Dr. Duncan Peters, who w- was here at Haggard's um, uh, Equine um, Hospital for quite some time, and now he's gone on to uh, uh, Michigan State University, and he's the director of the Clinical Equine Sports Medicine Program up there. We've also got Dr. Chris Newton coming from Rudin Riddle, and I know Chris has been a um, uh, guest on your show in the past, so we're excited to have him. We have Kirsten Johnson from the Kentucky Equine Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation Center, or Kesmark as most people know it. He's going to come and talk about um, the latest in equine therapies. We've got um, Dr. Christina Liu coming from Haggard's Equine Medical Institute, who's going to be talking about the latest in reproduction and embryo transfers. We have quite a, 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 a lineup of other topics that would include neuro, neurological issues related to the dressage horse. Um, we have a follow-up session with our sport horse committee um, talking about the dressage sport horse. We're going to be talking about digestive health and joint health. Um, and we're also going to be talking about colic and what to do in those emergency situations at night, you know, that we all have. Do we call the vet? Do we not call the vet? We're going to try to get some answers on and some tips on, you know, when we need to call the vet. Oh, I think that's great. I think we all need to need to know that. And, and all of those veterinarians, I've worked with all of them personally, and they are wonderful. And and certainly we, we love to share our city with everybody from USDF. And I couldn't be happier that it's uh, 15 minutes from my house, but um, really some great things. And downtown Lexington also has really, really changed and developed. And I think everyone will really enjoy uh, coming here. So we're really glad that it's going to be here this year. So um but Kathy and Cindy, thank you both so much for coming on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, both Kathy Robertson and Cindy Vimont can be reached at USDF. And you can find that on the website. And if you have any more questions about the USDF finals, please call Cindy or Kathy. They will answer all your questions. And it's better to ask questions now, everybody, than wait to the end and then be sad that you didn't fill, you know, fill, for example, the, the form out on the website. So it's very easy and, and go and do it or give the office a call and they will all help you. So thank you, ladies, so very much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And you're welcome. Well, I am really glad we got to clarify sort of what's happening with the U.S. dressage finals. I think it's a little bit confusing, and the I hope that helps. thing sounds a little bit yeah. difficult, but after after the discussion, I, think I hope I it could cleared do it. it. I think I could do yeah. it, even though I don't yeah. have. Oh, I don't get the opportunity to. But uh, I know, right? Yeah, you well, don't get the good opportunity. Luck to, Sorry. Good luck to all you guys. Yeah, your regionals as they come up. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. And we look forward to it. And, and the good part is I get to go no matter what because it's here in Lexington. Uh, but I hope to another be Another party for Reese, eh? You yeah, know, another party. She gets to get par- together with her friends. And I love it. Have a good time. People, I, you know, I'll, I'll, everybody can come and see us here at the farm. We would love that So that during that week. So absolutely. But, Philip, we have a great shout-out from Vera. We love Vera. She's wonderful. Yeah. But she did some research for us, didn't she? Well, we were last week, if everybody remembers, we were talking about the whip her in and, and all of that so it seems like i'm pretty off as far as that goes because the whipper <laughs> in is a person who assists the huntsman in handling a pack of hounds in fox hunting so it is an equine term but i guess i, I use it wrong and i you know some other people said to me because we had that show said to me oh yeah i know you know we use that word all the time but i guess it's not nice to refer to all of the competitors as a pack of hounds and somebody having <laughs> to whip them into the ring so well, it depends i guess yeah <laughs> It depends. So I guess uh, that's that's all we've been able to find so far. Maybe uh, maybe somebody else has an understanding of how it got from that. To, yeah. To how are you? Well, I mean, I'm not the only. I'm sure I'm not the only one that uses it. Um, the other thing that Vera brought attention to is we had a discussion with Veronica Halt, who is a technical delegate and also a um, and also a steward. And so Vera had done a little research and clarified. Um, with Equine Canada and some Equine Canada rules about this. And I guess for in Equine Canada, there's very few references in the rules to um, a technical delegate. We have stewards at our national shows, 
Um, and Vera says, from what I can tell, without spending hours of reading, FEI stewards are responsible for overseeing warm-up rings and checking tack, while the FEI technical delegates are responsible for making sure that the competition arenas are made to the standards and overall rules of observed over the show. So the FEI stewards report to the FEI technical delegates, and then the USEF dressage rules follow the same format. But in Equine Canada, dressage section of the rules, technical delegates are mentioned only once, that's it, and in the context of uh, an FEI technical delegate only. So at the national level in Canada, uh, we don't even have technical delegates. So um, thank you, Peter. Yeah, so that person would be called a steward? Is that So the steward, yeah, I guess would have uh, the extra responsibilities of the TD Got as it. well, um, as far as we go. Because, uh, yeah, that okay. was a little confusing. Yeah, it was me, a little confusing. But, well, but only because uh, I've only observed it at the FEI kind of thing. So uh, Vera kind of clarified that for me, and maybe that clarifies um, some of those things to our listeners as well. So thank you, Vera. That was very helpful. Awesome. Well, that is very, very helpful, and I hope that clears it up. Uh, that was fun. I, I, it's always fun to hear a little difference between each country and uh, all the rules yeah, that how happen. We so, that. so yeah. that's great. Well, great show, I, I love it. Well, everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com or at my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on uh, another dressage radio show. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And I guess for Glenn, we should just plug the app, right? Because Yes. Did you, did you get it? Yeah, because... I got it. Well, again, I have Works really a good. Oh yeah, your BlackBerry. So we and all then, make fun of me. Yeah, I've had okay. three people make fun of me for this. Today? So, yeah, <laughs> today, just <laughs> that I can't get the app, and, and uh, I'm disappointed. But I hear it works beautifully, it and work so it's good. great. Yeah, everybody should get it. It makes it listening to the show that much easier. And recommend it to all your friends because we love our listeners, right? We love our listeners. So everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. 